Hey, y'all. We are back. Episode 62. Woo, woo, woo. It's a, well, I don't say there's a 22, but it's still 62. Pew, pew, pew. Anyway, I am tired of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we are back. Thank you for listening to our shenanigans again. We do have a guest today, but first, Elena, do you have any STEM news for us? I do. Okay, so I was researching and I found this article from the BBC and it talks about why long-term workplace trauma is a real phenomenon. Because you know how like you always be saying like, you know, people you be at work and they be like, oh my God, work is making me anxious or it's making me depressed. And then I think it's like a millennial thing because like older people be like, well, you know, just work is work. Like y'all always trying to like assign a illness to something i'd be like no like legit like no really work is not yet. giving what it's supposed to give like you can okay. really tell when <laughs> like the it's not like shit. like i know stress and then it's times where i'm like this is not regular stress like mm-hmm. when you wake up in the morning and you'd be like i'd rather just throw my whole life away than to be in here that's mm-hmm. not regular stress you it's know what not. i'm saying Regular stress is like, I should get an extra shot in my coffee this morning, you know? So it talks about, it's this woman. This is wild as shit. I'm sorry. I thought you meant a shot of like alcohol. (laughs) No, I meant like espresso. Yes, I got it now. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm like, Elena, do we need to talk? Like a shot of Kahlua? Right. He's like, like, that's too much. (laughs) Right. But again, that will prove my point. Like if you put shots in your coffee in the morning, you may have a problem. Um, but no, it talks about a woman and her experiences at work. And one of the experts says, um, she said she experienced constant pressure in her workload, racial harassment, and was pushed to engage with graphically violent and racist content. She experienced exhaustion to the point where she begged for a medical leave at the end of the year. After threatening to quit, she was finally approved for time off. At the end, she realized she couldn't go back. Ultimately, she quit and a decision she feels saved her life. And I think like I wanted to kind of like talk about that conversation um, because I actually had a traumatic experience at work and it I had a very harsh tone, big girl conversation with my boss about it mm. because I feel like it was traumatizing. So I'm going to roll it into my story and pass thoughts around it. So this is my traumatizing work story that just recently happened to me. So I was asked to be on like a problem solving team, right? And within this team, they you come up, they had like a problem with people in similar roles to me. And then the discussion was, how do we fix the problem that we're having? The problem was like, oh, uh, we need to free up some time so this person can go on the field and see their direct reports and blah, blah, blah. In the midst of this conversation, as an IE who has manufacturing experience and traditional IE experience, I realized the team I was on was trying to get rid of my role. So I was placed on a team in which they framed the conversation around um, how could we help you all? What do you all need to help alleviate some stress? And that conversation had morphed into, um, oh, let's move your responsibilities to this other role. And I'm like, well, if you move my responsibilities to another role, then what am I going to do? The fuck? And it kind of stressed me out and because when I asked about it it was like oh you know how like people play like the what is it called like a smoke and mirrors game with you Mm -hmm. um gaslighting it was very gaslight because I said okay I can see on the screen like you literally took my roles you copy and paste them under somebody else so what am I supposed to do and it was like oh no our, no. We're not going to get rid of anybody. No. Our goal is not right. to get rid of anybody. You know, there's other things you could do. So I'm like, well, what are those things that I'm supposed to do? And it was like, the more I asked questions, the more I was not getting answers. So then now I became like the aggressive black girl who went off on everybody in the car because I didn't go off on people. And I did <laughs> hang up and leave the call. Um, but it's like when you're having a conversation and someone's telling you, basically remove removing your job responsibilities and it's like but they're telling you like oh we're not going to get rid of you blah 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 so i'm like if you're not getting rid of the people in my role 
what are you doing? Are you, you know, are, are we going to be forced to transfer to another department? Are we going to stay in our department? Are we going to have the option of taking on this new role? What does that mean for our pay, our pay scale, our pay level? And it was like, no one had any answers because they were like, oh, it's all hypotheticals. So I don't fucking see all hypothetical. So my hypothetical, bad, bad. they like, had it figured out. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. You got slides so, on the hypothetical shit. Like the fuck. So now you see why I was traumatized. And I was like, so basically for about a month, I was severely anxious. Like Kayla already know I'm anxious on the regular. Like if I call Kayla and she don't answer the phone, she don't call me back in 30 minutes. <laughs> I would literally text her and be like, girl, I'm gonna call the police if you do not call me back. <laughs> And I'm like, bruh, like, like I was literally just you were taking like, shit. Sweet. Like, you know, like, bruh, like, can I not handle bathroom business? <laughs> but but this was anxious to another level because it's like, I kind of feel like I didn't know if I was going to come in and that day was going to be the day I lost my job or, mm-hmm. you know, like I got bills to pay. I got student loans to pay. I got other things, like things in general I want to do with my time and my money. And then of course it's COVID. So you're like, okay, well, where else am I going to get a job at? And, you know, just all that stuff happening. So I'm going to introduce our guest or I'm going to let her introduce herself because we're going to just like rip apart this conversation on workplace trauma. So our guest today is Brianna. Can you tell us a little bit about you and what city you represent? Oh, I'm Brianna Colbert. I am a clinical psychotherapist. I have my own private practice. Um, I'm from Chicago, so that's what I rep. What's wrong, Kayla? <laughs> Listen, y'all Chicagoans be acting different. Like y'all way better than Detroit. And it's like, I don't know. I don't Detroit know. Detroit and Chicago always want to debate. It's all love. It's all love. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> um So what I do, kind of self-explanatory, I counsel people, do therapy with students, faculty, staff, and college, random community members, Um, talk about stuff like this, a lot of what you just brought up. So that was a lot. That, what you went through was a lot. Yeah. A whole lot. So my question, I'm going to ask some questions, Mm -hmm. because I'm going to ask some questions, and we're just going to like plug it apart. So I just wanted to know, like, is workplace trauma comparable to like other traumas? Um, Yeah, like how people like kind of downplay it. Like they're just like, oh, that's just like regular stress. Like that's not comparable to X, Y, Z thing that happens outside of work. Yes, I would say so. Even though there is no clinical designation for it, like it's not on the DSM-5, you can't diagnose it you can't diagnose adjustment disorder, right? With anxiety and depressed moods, which is what you described you had, right? Some anxiety coming into play. So I would say it's a little bit different from PTSD itself, but it's still a form of trauma because it causes an injury, an impact to some to some extent, right? So yeah, I would say so. I mean, I think the derivative symptoms from there, the anxiety, the depression, the number one thing I typically see with cases like this, and this is gonna, this is probably, this might be a shocker or not, is IBS, the physical elements that come into play. So I have dealt with clients who've had workplace trauma and they begin having digestive issues because of it, as a result of it, that are like diagnosed by their, their medical doctors. So it's a, it's a, I would say it's a real thing. It happens. People downplay it. And I think it's generational, like you brought up before, where some generations of people don't, you just power through. That's what they're taught to do. So you're conditioned to do that. Whereas we're a little bit different. We're a little bit more vocal about mental health and how it impacts us. So, yeah. Facts. Cause listen, like I've been stressed the fuck out. Like Lane was saying to the point where mm-hmm. I didn't want to eat. I couldn't sleep. Yep. And if I'm hungry and I'm sleepy, Oh, I'm, I'm super fucked. Right. Like <laughs> nothing was functioning. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How did you get through that? both of you Girl, when it was related to work what did you do okay lana can i tell my story real quick go ahead okay because you look like you you think like, um so i was working a job that it was it started okay but then it was just people were leaving people were getting fired so it was just more and more pressure on me to get you know a whole bunch of work done in the same amount of time 
which was fucking crazy. And I had been watching um, This Is Us and the character uh, Randall. So this might be a spoiler for y'all. Like it's it's been out for a minute. Fuck y'all. This is relatable. So I was watching This Is Us. And at one point, Randall, so he's part of a triplet. And he's always been like, you know, perfectionist and, you know, putting on a strong face because when he's black, you know, two, he's a male and he's just always trying to do what's best for him and his family and, you know, not really reveal what's going on in his head, you know. So at that point, he was going through a lot of shit within his life. Um, And he just started bawling, like just broke down. And I'm driving to work thinking about all that shit, you know, how he felt. And then I park in the parking lot at work. I'm balling, you know, because it, it was just the same emotions of fuck. Like I can't be a perfectionist right now. Like it's not healthy. I'm feeling like complete ass. This job is not it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just like that realization, like, yo, something needs to change. Um, so I think to get through that, it was one telling people like, listen, this job ain't it. And I know I was saying before, like, you know, fuck these motherfuckers and all that, but it was really like, I need to get out of this situation. So I started applying to all these other jobs. I did it for a little bit and then I stopped, but really just motivating myself to get out of that situation, knowing it wasn't healthy for me anymore. I guess that's what kind of helped with my anxiety of just refocusing. Yeah. And I think that's important. Oh, go. I go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I think that's important because I think that's the step that a lot of people miss when they are in toxic workplaces. They don't strategize. They don't have any action steps. They have, they don't really probably feel like they don't have support in that way. Cause a lot, a lot of workplaces can be retaliatory too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're black. Mm -hmm. woman. Yeah, because they, they were like, yeah. yeah, it was more so like, oh, Kayla, you got it. Yeah, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll support you how you can. I'm like, I need more people. I don't know how many right. other ways to tell you, like, I need people. I can't do this all by myself. And then y'all still expect the same, you know, performance. I already know my performance and shit is because of this, you know. So, no, like, it took me a minute to admit to myself that it wasn't healthy anymore. But like you're saying, once you do have that realization, you have to act on it. Like you're having these feelings for a reason. It's not you, you know, it's, it's definitely in the workplace and you acknowledging that this place isn't for you anymore. Yep. I think my way of kind of dealing with the situation I was in was, it was like a twofold thing is I definitely had a conversation with my like manager and my supervisor about it um, because I wanted him to know why I reacted the way I reacted versus it, you know, or just kind of like seething and being mad at my desk by myself. Like, no, I want everybody to know where I'm at because I want y'all to know that y'all stupid. Um, and then like the other aspect of like what Kayla did, like I was just like, okay, well, let me start looking for other jobs internally or seeing like strategically, how could I, you know, move out of this role in the up and coming, you know, year or so. But also I really started like when I was doing extra things or things beyond, like I just kind of like stopped doing those things and waited until somebody asked Mm. me or um, made it known when I was doing them because I felt like as a black woman or as someone of my skill, I was doing so many things and it was just like an effortless, it's kind of like when you like in the kitchen at a restaurant, no one sees the hectic and the chaotic things that the chefs and the staff and stuff is doing on the back end. They just see the pretty little package that's delivered to the table. And I wanted them to realize, bitch, this is what's behind the curtain. Like, this is how you all are succeeding. This is how we're making our metrics and things like that. Because it's like, I'm back here doing the work. And it's like, you're just like, oh, well, you could just, you know, hire somebody else to do this and because what they wanted to do was divvy up my role amongst multiple admin and I'm like oh so you think my job can just be done by a bunch of admin and I it's not to shit on admin but it's like if I didn't have a specialty skill set how did I get here in the first place 
So that's, I think that was the thing is too, is like being anxious, but also like I had an attitude because it was like, I feel like y'all really trying to shit on me right now. Like by saying, oh, we could just divvy up what you do amongst, you know, these other people. Granted, in the grand scheme of things, I was like, it didn't make any sense, but to each his own. And bitch, that's another thing. Let me tell you something. So (laughs) no, because it's like you're, you're asking for resources. You're trying to make sense of things, right? So like you're saying, Elena, like I was talking to my manager, like I need help. You know, you, you want me to travel. You want me to still support customer calls at the same time and still do all this internal engineering bullshit, bro. It's, it's not going to happen unless I sacrifice here, here and there. And meanwhile, I'm getting told from all these different, you know, resources, oh, we don't have the money. Oh, we don't have this blah, blah, blah. And then I took a whole ass. Now this is when I I really started applying. I took a whole 10% pay cut, you know, and then they were still promoting people. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) so y'all can't take a little bit. Y'all can take my money and give it to somebody. If that means another body can get in here and help, you know? And it was just like, no, 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 we can't, we can't, we can't. I'm like, okay, but you're promoting people. Okay, but you're looking at, you know, this, how the stock's performing and shit like that. Mm. All during the panorama, mind you. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not mad at my manager. I'm not mad at my director because they were doing what they could. However, fuck the rest of this company. Like, right. this this is not it. So, no. Nah, it was I, like, instead of, and the thing is, I wasn't even the one who asked for help. It's the other uh I guess surrounding roles within our group. So like I don't have any direct reports. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Sorry. Bless. I don't have any direct reports. <laughs> and they do. So they were asking for assistance like, hey, we need help with these administrative tasks. Even though those tasks may be administrative, it's still a skill thing, whether it's a proven time, you know, a proven request off things, you know other meetings and things of that nature that would require specialty skills. So they were asking for admin assistance and somehow it morphed into admin assistance. Oh, we could just hire admin and get rid of this role. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but that didn't solve your problem. Like Kayla said, if I'm an employee and I'm asking for assistance or additional help, you then for getting rid of somebody and then adding somebody right. did not solve it. Like, this is like a negative, like if you want to do it, this is like algebra. This is a little bit of arithmetic. Mm-hmm. That's like a negative one plus a positive one. Like <laughs> nothing happened. We're still in the same spot. We yeah. have not went anywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was just the gist of it. But I do want to ask Brianna, if we were doing a self-check, what are some mm-hmm. signs we should be looking for to gauge if you are in the midst of this? So like, I know I talked about feeling anxious and Kayla talked Mm -hmm. about uh crying spells yeah those are both huge ones the other ones that I would say are the initial onset of like okay something is wrong and this should signal that something needs to change and I need to acknowledge it and address it is burnout right classic burnout signs lack of motivation towards doing the stuff that you used to do kind of what you talked about Alana when you said I used to go above and beyond in certain areas and that stops right I'm withdrawing at work. I might have a different attitude. I'm coming in and I have very low energy. I don't want to do anything. So I'm kind of just getting by and going through the motions. Those are huge things. But what you both describe, and I'm glad you brought it up because I kind of wanted to touch on this, is skill set exploitation and then blindsided restructuring, right? So I'm going to go behind your back and come up with all these plans for what I think other people, how I can divvy up your role. But before that, I was exploiting your skill set. I was allowing you to do it for as long as I needed it. That happens so often with Black women in the workplace. I have my own experience with that. So it's so huge. But yeah, some of those things that you talked about, the crying spills, upset stomach even, right? Not wanting to go in, withdrawing from coworkers. Those are all classic signs of it that people should probably pay attention to. Yeah, and I also had like tight chest. It wasn't heartburn, Mm -hmm. but definitely like, you know, even breathing, I was like, yo, this is so laborious and yep. ugh. And I would I would hide in my car 
like yep. <laughs> avoid it yes yep. i'll be like yeah that- i'm going somewhere you know for a customer i wasn't doing shit i was in my car going the <laughs> fuck home because i didn't uh-huh. want to be around people and like, the tight chest is anxiety right uh-huh. that was probably you having an, a panic attack which is another thing that happens and people think oh I, I i feel like i might be having a stroke no you're an active anxiety active mm-hmm. panic and, yeah because yeah. every morning it was like oh shit what's gonna happen now yeah you know yeah. my work phone would ding i'm like oh shit like what email is gonna mm-hmm. come through you know it was just so stressful that's another thing i've heard i've worked with clients who told me they couldn't even hear the zoom sound or the email sound on their phones without like panicking or feeling mm-hmm. like their stomach would drop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm that the same is- way. like when I hear the chime on teams, I immediately mm-hmm. get an attitude. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not like I'm anxious, but I'm like, huh, like somebody calling me like, that, like, like what, what you, do you want to talk about? The fuck? Right. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just yeah. like the little conference, like the uh, reminder being on Outlook. Oh yeah. Just, like, 15 minutes and shit. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think and this is like I want to like hear both perspectives on it because I I don't know about this but do you think or do y'all think that the people who cause workplace drama and anxiety are aware that they're doing it bitch let me tell you I feel like <laughs> it, it takes a certain level of emotional intelligence to know mm-hmm. when you're causing somebody stress you know now granted mm-hmm. it's more so if they're more like a workaholic like all they do is work 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 and they're asking you for all this bullshit then i would say they're more so expecting the same performance out of you because yeah. that's how they perform now other people who aren't aware of what they're doing i feel like they're they're just very comfortable with you so then, you know, they may say or do certain things and you're looking at them like, what the fuck, you know, like, yeah, um, this was like a, a different company or whatever, but it was like a whole man looking at my and the other interns titties and shit, you know? So it's like, bro, like you are causing <laughs> drama and anxiety and no, we're not comfortable with it. Even though we're not telling you to your face, you're just doing it because you are, you know, like that's not okay either. Yeah, I agree with her 100%. I think some people, I've had bosses where in the past, they're used to being workaholics. They're used to overdoing it. They have no work-life balance and they expect you to be that way. So through that expectation, you begin to do that. You begin to fall into their patterns and then you're like, oh my God, I'm burned out. what am I doing? This is not me. Then on the other hand, you have people who are very well aware that they're leading by fear, intimidation, discrimination, harassment. Yeah, they do it in their aware. So I think you can go on both ends. It's like, I was just wondering about it because when, when this situation happened and it was like a whole thing between me and my boss about it, which in hindsight is pretty funny. But um, when I had the conversation with him, because it did take us a few days to have the conversation. When as Kayla knows, I tend to have a temper. So when I'm angry about something, I don't want to talk about it immediately Mm -hmm. because I know I'm going to say bad things and it's going to come out all wrong and make the situation a lot worse. So I did have a conversation about it. And when I talked to him, he was just like, Oh, well, I like, I just really didn't think it was that big of a deal. He was like, I thought like the idea of it was stupid. Like when they kind of like proposed it, he was like, I wasn't mm-hmm. for it. Um, like I was on the call to like, because he was like, I was on the call because I was asked to be on the call. So he was like, I was only there because I was asked to be there. Um, but he was like, but I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be approved. So I'm not worried about it. And then, like, when I voice my perspective, like, well, this is why I'm worried about it. Because even though it is a hypothetical, technically, everything starts off as a hypothetical. Right. Every concept is an idea. Exactly. That's all it is. And then you never know when that VP has to approve it or not. Whether even though you may think it's dumb, they may think it is a great idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm thinking from the perspective of this is directly affecting me. Because it's my just, job. Yeah, but he was like, oh, like, I didn't think of it that way. So, like, my apologies to kind of, like, putting you in that situation. But he was like, I was literally just, you know, entertaining the conversation because I had to entertain a conversation. But I guess 
it was like he wasn't really self-aware. I don't want to even say self-aware. I think he never thought about the situation from my perspective. But see, I have an issue with that. Like, how could you yeah. not when you work for him and they're talking about removing your role and you work for him and for him to just kick his feet up and be like, oh, yeah, I'm just here for shits and giggles on a call yeah. talking about your job. To me, that's bullshit. Like, to me, bro. it sounds like he lacks transparency. Like, yeah. you know what this was and you just you didn't put yourself in my shoes because you decided not to, not because mm-hmm. you weren't aware so I think it was a twofold, and this is definitely not me making excuses for him. This is definitely not making because I don't make excuses for nobody. But I was thinking the same thing that you were thinking because my thing was I was like, if you would have just told me up front what it was, then it would allow me to. You would have given me you a choice. You know what I mean? A Instead choice, of like a but also reaction. allow me to strategize to yeah. let me think more in depth about my answers versus just the way they were asking me questions and the way I was answering them. Um, mm-hmm. But also, again, I did pose that question to him and he was like, but this is not what it was supposed to be. Like, it was like when they proposed a new role, they were proposing an additional person role. They, when he got on the call, that's when the other people in there were talking about removing the role and then replacing the role so he was kind of like blindsided too like that's not what we asked we asked for like a plus one and not a plus one minus one so I was just wondering like because it's also other people that I've engaged with at work where I think they enjoy the drama Mm -hmm. like I don't know like if anybody has ever felt that like people that like I always say when you don't have a life at home so like you just do shit at work to like, it's their life. To give it a little spice. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Add a little spice. <laughs> yeah. They like to add a little spice to stuff. Like people that just like to throw a wrench and stuff just because. See, I don't like when people just throw a wrench in it, you know, just to be like, fuck it, whatever. I just want to see how it all crumbles. But I do like drama. I'm not going to hold you. But I like the drama where it's She's like, honest. <laughs> you know, I like the drama where it's like nobody's out to get somebody. It's just there's some disagreements here and there. It's like, oh shit, you know, but not like, mm-hmm. you know, you've been working on this project for three years or some shit and then they just yanked the funding from you. Like, no, 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 that's, that's some crazy shit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so Brianna, are there any tools that you recommend to aid anxiety around work? I do. I think what you both did, speaking with your managers, I think that's always key and keeping that open communication. And if you're in a workplace where that space is not provided for you, then I think that's something to address. Um, I also think that you have to set boundaries in the workplace. And a lot of people don't do that. Setting boundaries is key in all domains of our lives, but especially work because we're there so much, right? You're at work all the time. So setting boundaries, not letting people exploit you not letting people exploit the skill set. Also, doing those check-ins with yourself, right? You got to be doing something to self-care after work. It can't be your life. Having that work-life balance is going to be key too. Mm-hmm. I definitely be like, listen, when I clock out, I am clocked out, okay? <laughs> like when I go on PTO, I am on PTO. Like don't fucking bother me. Yes. If you bother me, I ain't going to answer, you know? Because like, like you said, I need those boundaries because. I'm definitely the type where I'm like, I'm putting everything into work and I'm putting everything into home, you know? Yeah. So nah, if, if I'm at, you know, in Cabo or whatever, I'm not answering my work shit. <laughs> really? Because when you do that one time, guess what that teaches people that I could, I could contact them the next time when they in Florida, when they uh-uh. go, when they're in camp, no, you can't do that. So uh-uh. setting those boundaries from day one, I think is key being open with the communication asserting yourself lots of people don't assert themselves in workplaces because they're fearful of what will happen how will this look for me will I lose my job it's my livelihood but you have to I think Mm -hmm. it's important Mm -hmm. I think it's funny because I've been I think I've always been assertive but I've been working on being assertive at work like no matter who's around the person like being 100% authentic and the guy shared Q space with I was on the phone with somebody like that didn't even work at my company and I called somebody and I was like I need you to go do something today and then I just like hung up the phone and he turned around and was like 
who was you talking to? And I'm like, oh, somebody at this other company. He's like, are they going to go? And I'm like, he said, okay, when I hung up the phone. And he was like, I'm just so shy. Like, you just be telling people what to do. And they just be doing it. And I'd be like, I was like, uh, I mean... If you kind of don't give people an option, they either say yes or no. Like if you give them too much of an option, then it's kind of up in the air. But he was just so amazed that like I literally just tell somebody like, "Oh my, you're a bully, y'all." That's all she's right. saying. I'm not a bully. Uh-oh. She is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just being a She is. No. Mm, no. But no, I I definitely agree in terms of just saying what you want and need. Um, mm-hmm. it that took me a little time, but once the money started rolling in, I'm like, all right, listen, bro, like <laughs> it is what it is, yeah. respectfully, you know what I mean? Because I expect that back, you know. But it's yeah. I agree, like you definitely have to be assertive because people won't learn, you know, until oh. you snap, you know, and then they're like, Oh shit, like what's going and on? See, I don't want to get to that like level I don't want to get to the point where I'm just snapping on people mm-hmm. so it's like I'd rather just be like you start that yes. way you start yeah, right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So and don't, don't avoid because that's another thing people do they'll see a problem they acknowledge that it's there but they avoid it and then I'm anxious every day at work because I'm walking on eggshells and pins and needles trying to figure out how to navigate it it's like no acknowledge it and call it out mm-hmm. because they will do the same thing to you if they mm-hmm. have to that part they will do the same thing to yep. you <laughs> yep definitely so is it better to address workplace trauma or to just quit like- i'm quitting i'm out <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> i i'm out bro like you i said can't. that's it that's <laughs> it <laughs> like my problem is like yes i'm assertive but i still sometimes don't like confronting shit especially if i keep mm. seeing the same shit happen whether it's just to mm-hmm. me or other people so i'm like no nah, bro i'm out i quit and then i put in my two weeks notice and that's that yeah i guess it just depends on what aligns with what your values are and what your goals are and your needs right because i might have a position that i really like the job but the people make the the, the workplace the culture different right and make it mm-hmm. toxic so i'm if i want to say i'm gonna have to say something i'm not just gonna quit but in other cases, I do. I have recommended to people like, look, it's not changing. You've tried all these different things. You've strategized. You've taken action steps. What are you doing? Because mm-hmm. staying is probably just going to be detrimental. Mm-hmm. I think it's so it more so like sometimes I'll think like, okay, can I do another month of this? And mm-hmm. if it's like really, even the thought just stresses me the fuck out, you know, like just being in that environment for another month then it's like, no, it's, it's time to quit. But like you said, Brianna, if you can address it and make your concerns be heard and then they, they're attempting to fix it, then okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I never I recommend staying unhappy in a workplace. Period, <laughs> period. Cause I would gauge it though, based upon, I kind of think about things like if I said something, do I think it would change? Mm-hmm. Like, because if I feel like if I if it's if it's a toxic enough environment and I don't think anything is going to change and that aspect, then I would quit. But if I feel like if I said something and it would change my situation, then I may say something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm faster to quit than anything. Like, I'm not- <laughs> <laughs> that's the difference because i got a mortgage i can't just be out here quitting no, like, that's, I can't facts. Dip. <laughs> that's that's facts i hear you you know i ain't trying to be homeless right period right <laughs> so re- what resources are available in and outside the workplace um to help somebody that may be in a situation with a toxic work environment or experiencing some type of trauma around work like what do you recommend I recommend, uh, it's, I'm torn because I've seen so many different things. I would say, of course, contacting human resources, right? Well, we know not all companies have a human resource department that supports the employee, right? They're mm-hmm. more so cover, cover your own, co- let me cover my ass before I help you. Yeah. So um, therapy, I think strategizing through therapy is always helpful. I think 
I mean, most employers offer EAP services where you can get that those services for free to some extent, I think. Um, What's EAP? Employee Assistance Program. So it's where you can go for like therapy resources. If you have any type of mental health issues, non-work related and work related. So those options are there. But I think that having a support community is going to be huge, right? Having people outside that you can talk to about these things that you can help, that can help you kind of come up with plans for it, I think is important and helpful. Yeah. And to that point, in terms of like your support system, make sure like there are people that are not going to be like, but it's a good job. Just do yeah. it for another 10 years or something like that. No, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is some day to day shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> because so, we are not a generation that will stay at jobs for like 50 years and be treated no. like crap the whole time. Where we, mm-hmm. you know, people like that. I'm sure we all do. Mm-hmm. No, it's a no. <laughs> no, I mean, looking at my family and I've been telling my family, like, you need to retire. You need to quit yeah. and get a new job. Like, just yeah. go the hell. But you ain't like, end up in jail yet, like right? <laughs> like, bro. I always tell my parents because, like, my my parents are so like, like my mom when she retired, she worked at her job for over thirty years. So she just be her mind just be blown that like, like my sister would quit a job in a second. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Kayla, no, like within the past two years, my sister moved like six times. But like she just <laughs> keeps switching roles and stuff. And she's not just like quitting, but like she'll get promotions, she'll switch roles. And like my mom just be like so astound, like, oh my God, like I would never. Yes. But I always tell people the 401k is a blessing and a curse mm-hmm. because that's what had our parents trapped. Like they had their pension and it's like, I can't leave because my retirement is yeah. here. But they gave us a 401k and you telling me I could pack up my <laughs> retirement and take it with me mm-hmm. wherever I go. Bye. I will quit in a second. Let me get my bag. Right. <laughs> Shit. Right. I was, I was about to say something. Dang. Dang. It was something because you were talking about your sister and how she just been putting like a motherfucker. Um dang, I don't remember shit. It was it was good too, and I'm mad, but no, just going up, you know. I think a lot of companies, even now, like you're saying, Brianna, it's like two to five years maybe max of you being at the same company for that long and it's like you can have a good company you can have a bad company but you need to understand and realize that we are willing to dip the fuck out even if we gotta go in somebody's basement for like a month or two until we get our shit together like our mental health is so fragile at this point and so important to us nowadays we're like like you said like we we not you know, dealing with this bullshit for a few extra dollars a, an hour. Fuck all that. Agreed. So, Brianna, we're going to do a lightning round with you. Okay. What it is, is we're going to ask you a series of questions just to get mm-hmm. to know you a little bit better. Okay. They're going to be completely okay. random. Answer with the first thing that comes to your head. It's called the lightning round because it's oh, supposed to be shit. fast. I'm nervous. <laughs> no, never- don't, don't be nervous. <laughs> it's we, supposed we to be stay fast. fucking this shit up. It's okay. never okay. fast. <laughs> Okay, well, you gonna go first? Yeah. Okay. Okay, boom. Um, deep dish or the, the regular pizza? Thin crust. Oh shit, you about to make somebody mad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't like thin crust. And I know I Kayla, I thought I knew you were gonna say you from Chicago. How you like just thin crust, but you ain't say it. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> that's what she gave you the deep dish out. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm like, you from Chicago, you don't like deep- it. I used to like it a lot more, but now, I mean, I was trying to lose weight. Oh, shit. A yep, lot of the yep. times, and I'd be mm-hmm. falling off. So I was like, I'm going to get the thin crust, but then I'd be eating like 10 slices. So it don't make, I damn near should have a deep dish slice. Sis. I know. <laughs> That's pray damn near a deep dish. <laughs> Just pray for me. Okay. <laughs> um, Favorite restaurant? Ooh. Alana, you know I'm a foodie. Food. <laughs> Anywhere I can get some good food. The restaurant you just we just went to. Oh, literally. Kayla, I took her to Cooper's like, Wait, you took you know her to Cooper's Hot. Oh, bitch, I'm going there Monday. Yes. It's so good. <laughs> yes. I was I was oh. pissed that I never heard of it. The pretzel bread, bitch. Like I didn't oh. have it. I didn't have it yet. Oh, 
I, you on your diet. I ain't gonna do you like that. Okay, next question. Um, um, okay, if you could date anybody in terms of celebrity, who would you date? Oh, Idris. Oh, okay, like the little the Brits. Okay, yeah. Um, it's a Friday night. If you go to the bar, what's your drink order? Something fruity. I don't even have a specific one. I just always go up there and say, give me a bitch drink. <laughs> like, give me a little girl. Give me like a little girly drink that's not going to knock me on my ass. Really? Nah, they, they might <laughs> knock you on your ass, though. Ooh. I usually get like a Grey Goose and Lemonade or a Sex on the Beach. They If they Ooh, pour the right good. way. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. See, I don't like it too strong. It has to, I have to have the right amount of juice. No, I like that shit strong. Fuck me up. Um, okay. Let's see. I'm trying to think. Have you ever done the, the the tilt thingy in Sears Tower when you're like all like all up in there and you tilt over the city? Absolutely not. <laughs> no. And What's I the wouldn't. Problem? That uh-uh. No. That's she said much. I got trust issues. Yes. <laughs> I'm not about to fall through that glass. You no. won't fall. <laughs> I cannot. No. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I would say because now you're um a quote unquote Detroit girl. What is your favorite Detroit thing? Oh, you know what I really like about Detroit? How everybody support Detroit people really be supporting each other. We do. I will say that. We might hit the fuck out of your ass, but we'll support you. Yes, that is true. And that's it, Kayla. That is true. That's what I've noticed. I'm like, damn, it don't matter if you don't like the person. They still, they show love. They show support. I do like that. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, damn, I can't stand that motherfucker. It's like, is it a good thing or a bad thing? No, it's it's fake as fuck. Like, I'm not going (laughs) to. This is like it's good for the person that's like, oh, thank you for coming and buy my t-shirts. But then yes. in the background, they like, man, fuck her, her regular <laughs> right. t-shirts. Yes, yes. And I'm, like, I'm gonna go buy they one. Really do support each other, right? <laughs> yes. I see it all the time. So I, be, I do like that. It'll be people hating the whole city and still be like, mm-hmm. but that's my mm-hmm. city, though. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Because yep. I can talk about it. You can't talk about you it. You can't. Right. right. But I can talk about yep. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well you made it yeah okay right? that so what's hard. next for you what's next for you what you got going on what's coming up for you for me yeah so i just started classes back last period thursday i am six courses away well five after this one from having my phd Ooh, i'm just in my yes. <laughs> I'm in my dissertation phase right now. So literally that is like, that's been my focus. Cause I'm trying to, I've been out. I took a break for a long time just because I was sick of school. Like I was tired. I'm like, I don't want to do this no more. But I started back and I'm like, I got to get into the swing. I had the homework and doing all this stuff. So that's it. I mean, I left, I don't know. I don't know if I said this, but I left. I was a director at a place for like six or seven years. I was stressed out hair falling out the worst it, oh it was not, not the fun. follicles no oh it was bad so mm. I left and I was so nervous to leave I think I told Alana this I was so nervous to leave because I'm like dang I'm scared to go on business by myself I'm not gonna make money it is the best decision I've ever made so that's what I'm focused on building my business doing more with it in school period love to hear yep. it that's it okay yes. you inspire me I'm gonna I'm take some classes too. Come you on, should have been taking some classes, Elena. Come on. So we can vent about it because I'd be okay. like, why am I doing this? Kayla <laughs> okay. inspired me. I got uh, five classes left to finish my MBA. And I'm like, girl. Okay, girl. I'm going I'm I'm to take a class. I, same thing, like Elena. I'd be like, Elena, to- <laughs> Elena. How how you start before me? <laughs> right, oh. I'm already done. Come on, sis. girl. Come I, it's, on. I think <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. But I think how I took my classes and then with work and stuff, I think I just got burnt out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I just like I was just like I can't do like I took classes during COVID, and that mm-hmm. was just a lot going on. And mm-hmm. then. 
And then I was just like, I can't like just from the anxiety and just dealing with COVID. And then we were buying a house and then I was just like, I can't, but like, I'm like, girl, yeah. I'm like, I looked it up on degree works and it was like, you're 85% yep. of the mm-hmm. way done. I'm oh. like, thank you for making me feel bad. Okay, so <laughs> Come on and join me. That's what it did to me. My advisor gonna email me like, hey, Brie, you could always re-enroll. You, you have six. I'm like, girl, take them for me. Mm-hmm. You, you so excited. You so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's okay. It happens. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to hold it against you, but I do want you to cross the stage with me. Come on. You can do I, it. I am. Do One it. of my other friends, um, shout out to Damaris. She just graduated with her master's too. Hey. And she started a little bit after me, but she did it the smart way. She literally took one class each semester. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she just finished. And I'm like, I should have just did that. But I was taking, like, there you go. two, four classes at a time. Yeah. And working. That's too much. So, and then I get, like, anxiety around tests and stuff. Because, like, I don't like the unknown. So I do not like right. exams. That's the whole yeah. thing. Test anxiety. We should have a conversation on that. Oh, we really but should. tests are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a whole other thing, ain't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, lastly... I know your social media is private and closed, but like, how can the people find you? Like if they were like, oh my gosh, she's so cool. And I want to reach out to her for therapy. <laughs> now she's so like, cool. <laughs> oh, right. I mean, you know how I pick my doctors, Kayla. They don't yes. look like they know the words to back that ass up. I don't know. Oh, yes. Somebody is, is, somebody real, is probably looking, listening to her. They listen to her right now. And they like, she sound like she know the words to back that ass up. I, and I, I do. And we'll, and we'll be in session together, wrapping it like I do with my clients right now. They come in, they be saying all type of stuff. I'd be like, look, stop. <laughs> I actually do have a Facebook business page. It's under Covert Counseling Resources. So they could email me there or message me there. Also, um, Covert Counseling Resources 628 at gmail.com is another way to get a hold of me if they want services. I'm really booked right now, though. So I have a wait list. I just want to put that out there just in case anybody wants like immediate services. It could be a few months before that happens. So, okay, she said, I I'm shitting on y'all <laughs> with my clients. Y'all, I'm y'all booked and busy. Listen, my last employer told me this is the worst decision you're going to make for your career. Okay, no, I now I got to shoot yes. you at that point. No, nah. listen, <laughs> this is the worst decision you're going to make. It's not going to be sustainable. You're, it's not going to be any income. I went from one client, last October I had one client, just mm-hmm. one. By January, I had 28. Period. 28. This, this, this is what the fuck I'm talking about. Just <laughs> shit on hoes. We're shitting on hoes all 2022. That's that's the motto. Shit on hoes. And don't be scared. And I only say that because I think that people can talk doubt and fear into your plans all the time, especially if you're taking a risk on yourself. And I think it's so important to do that with everything. Even if you are working at for corporate agency, take a risk on yourself. That means set boundaries, do all the stuff you want to do, but prioritize you. That's what mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, because I just had that conversation today with someone, you know, talking about, you know, certification exams, whatever. He was like, yeah, I failed that one, the one I'm planning to take. Mm -hmm. And I had to think like, you know what, that's you. I'm not going to fail that shit, you know, and it's just setting that boundary. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. being honest is fine. That's okay, But still have that confidence within yourself. And, you know, like we've been saying, you know, relax, breathe, do what you need to do in order to take care of yourself first, because that's that's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah, because my experience don't have to be your experience don't have to be my reality. Period. Period. <laughs> Period. On that note, Lena closes out before I get super hype. <laughs> and thank you guys for having me. I really I enjoyed this. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for being here, you know, and teaching us real big words. <laughs> you were saying some big words earlier. And I was like, that's that's a cursive word right there. Sorry. Mm-hmm. No, that clinical stuff. No, no, that's it. you good. We got we got a uh, Google. We can look up stuff. That's <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> Kayla, do you have any news? Um, oh bitch, I do. And Elena put me on, bitch. Them student loans, 
got pushed back to May 1st. Period. When I said, when it was breaking news on my phone, I was like, love is so Kayla, how God is good. Okay. I was at work chilling. I was doing some shit and then you texted me and I was like, bitch, what? And I'm like looking on my phone and shit. Yas. Oh, shit. Let me tell you. I mean, I got the money for it, but I was like, I do not want to give it I to I ain't y'all. got the money for that shit. I already <laughs> planned hood rat things to do with my money. Okay. okay. Period. And it was it was not to give it to the government. <laughs> no, not, not at all. So okay. we, got, we got like a few more months <laughs> to get our shit together. Unless okay. you start a class. Fair. Ooh, bitch. Because I start, Okay. So, Brianna, I'm starting my other class. master's. In, <laughs> don't do that. No, I'm taking another master's starting in May. So mm-hmm. they, oh, bitch, I'm good. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. They'll freeze do again. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> other than that, I'm trying to think. No, really, just everybody be safe. <laughs> enjoy the holidays. You know, just breathe. 2021 i don't know about y'all that shit kind of kicked my ass in the best and worst ways so be okay breathe relax if you gotta you know uh, i've been using those shower steamers with lavender in them that's been helping Mm -hmm. yep do what you need to do because january (laughs) is right around the fucking corner and i don't know what's gonna happen but it's (laughs) it's okay (laughs) day at a time i'll make it Um, the only news I have is we have new merch. Yes. Right. I was like, I, I got, I took the whole month of vacation. The creative shit just started flowing <laughs> into my mind. Why the fuck has Elena been texting? Mind you, I'm two hours behind Elena. <laughs> I'll be up at like midnight and she's still messaging me shit on IG. I'm like, why the fuck are you away? Go to bed. <laughs> my sleeping habits are trash and it's trash because during a regular work week, I wake up at like four o'clock in the morning because I have to be at work before six, like six thirty. So now that I'm off of work, I can't sleep past like eight o'clock. But also, like because I be up at weird hours, I take a nap in the middle of the days. So I mean, I be up in the middle of the night. It's just all over the place. Like at this point, I just sleep in three hours first. Listen, I'm going to start oh treating God. like a black parent once uh, Jamie rolls around. Like, okay, we need to start sleep training. You need for to school. practice. <laughs> yes. You need yep. to practice going to sleep so you yes. can wake up. <laughs> yes. Yep. After Christmas. It's a real thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. So, yeah, there's new merch um, for all the engineers. If there's something in particular you guys are looking for, please let me know. Um, you know, so I could put a little razzle-dazzle and get that on out there for you. But thank you for everybody who has supported so far um, and bought items. It goes to, not like us, but it goes to us to continue to do programming, support you all um, in our community. Um, and ratchet other than shit. That, I wish you supported ratchet shit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but out of that, I'm going to close this thing out. So thank you all for joining us. Thanks, Brianna, for joining us. We really appreciate you. you. Uh, I was going to say coming out, but maybe I should say like joining the call. Like, yeah, yeah there you <laughs> go. Um, the correct verbiage. Uh, but as always, if you want to reach out to us or contact us, you're interested in being a guest or a topic, we can be reached at she to stem on all of our social media platforms, as well as our Gmail. That is she two as in T O L uh and stem. Uh other than that, deuces. Bye y'all. Bye.